Legally Blonde, Suits, My Cousin Vinny. All badass lawyers, all different. Which begs the question, what type of lawyer do you want to be? Don't waste another second thinking, ugh, I don't even know what types of lawyers there are. Trust us, we've been there. Let's put a stop to that once and for all. Go take the 90-second quiz from new lawyer now what coach Angela Vorpal to give yourself a clear picture of the best fit type law for you. Go to www.whattypeoflawyerquiz.com and take the quiz today. Once you've taken the quiz, send us a DM on Instagram to let us know what type of lawyer you got. We can't wait to hear. and welcome back to the Ladies Who Law podcast. I'm Sam. And I'm Haley. And this week, our special guest is Haley. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to be talking all about the bar exam. So we know that a lot of you guys are taking the bar exam this month, just in a few weeks. So Um, we're thinking about you and we thought that this would be a great time to share a success story, you know, because like what's better than like a successful bar exam? Um, Yes. Right. So actually just a little bit of bar exam history for for those of you that don't know. Um, Both of us took the July 2022 bar exam for the first time. Um, And we both barely made it like we passed but just not for the states that we wanted to so that was a little bit of a bummer but we both took it (laughs) you know but looking back now like we made it through you know it's a bummer but you survived Mm -hmm. so we both then took it again a year ago basically from this literally for the second time and yeah we both took it and then Haley successfully passed the July 2023 bar um, yes. in Texas specifically because that's the state that she was aiming for and as everybody knows they have one of the higher bar exam scores that you need um so with all that being said we have had quite the experience with the bar exam we've tried a lot of different things mm-hmm. um i'm sure we'll talk about them a little bit but yeah that's the preface Wait. Yeah. And I just want to say that in the reason I retook it in July was because in February I passed for Oklahoma. I increased my score only two points, sadly, or maybe three. I don't really remember. Um, obviously not enough to practice in Texas. So that is why I sat again for the July bar exam. So we asked you guys on Instagram, um, what questions you had about Haley's journey specifically. But before we get into y'all's questions, I had some questions of my own that I figured you guys would also be interested in. Um, So first off is what program did you use for the time that you were successful in getting your Texas score? Yes. Okay. Great question. Okay. I use the JD Advising Live course. It's where you go to class. Okay. It's not necessarily live, like in-person live, but it's live in the sense that there's scheduled classes 
three, almost four times a week in the mornings for two to three hours. So that is what I did in July. I did that um, probably, I think it's like a 10 week course. Guys, it feels like so long ago. I I was just thinking how I kind of put all this in a box and put it on a shelf just so that, because I was trying so hard to get past this, right? So excuse me if I say anything wrong or you go look up JD Advising and it's not called the live course, but that is what the course was. And it was amazing. I mean, I really think being required to sit there every day kept me accountable and kept me engaged. So I really enjoyed the JD Advising Live course. And I mean, I had used their on-demand course in February and it just wasn't... I remember speaking with one of the women that worked there and I was just like, I need more accountability. And that's why I decided to do the live course in July. And then I will say that I did the on-demand course in February. Um, and th- that was fine for me. So look at both options, but like Haley, like if you need more, like someone to like make sure that you're doing your stuff and like, you know, more just guidance. Right. Yeah. And I, I don't know if it's necessarily like doing your stuff or guidance. I think honestly, I feel like if you try one way and it didn't work, it's craziness to try it again and expect a different result. Right. So I knew I needed to do something different and that's why and just know by doing both experiences, I realized that first off, when I was in doing it in February, I was using a lot of different programs. I wasn't just on JD Advising. I wasn't just using that. Um, so I think that that also caused a little bit of a ruckus in my studying. And I think that in July, by doing one program fully, like committed 100% whether it be on demand or live or whatever, it was the right move for me. That okay, makes that, makes, that makes more sense. Okay. Because we know a lot of people like like to use multiple programs if they can. Um, and, you know, I agree that choosing one is probably best. Um, I mean, yeah, you can mix and match. But at the end of the day, I always went back to the JD advising stuff. So I probably should have, you know, just kept up with that one program because we both did two programs that time. Um, okay. So next question, what law school course were you happy that you took to prep for the bar exam? Okay. Secure transactions is definitely one of them. Mostly because the teacher that I had in law school was so good and really taught for the bar and the steps. And I think that when I went in to do secure transactions, throughout the bar exam experiences, I felt more comfortable with that. And I know that that one is a harder class or just a harder concept to really understand. So I was really glad I took that course. And I will put a little disclaimer that a lot of our classes that were core classes for the bar exam was during COVID. So, (laughs) yeah, you know, that's just... I think we were just like a special class, you know, like we, yeah, yeah, we were, we were like COVID babies. Yeah. yeah. And as hurdles. far as like regular subjects, I guess, or I mean, not regular, but you know, ones that are broadly tested over all the things. Um, I mean, we, I, I don't know if any of my real, I, this is probably terrible to say, but I don't know if any of my law school courses really helped me pass bar. Like I yeah, knew no, about the course, I knew about like, the law, but yeah. like, I, like, I don't know, know if it was COVID or just our school. Like, you know, I mean, we've talked about this in length before, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so 
I, you know, that's another thing. Before you even go to law school, check bar passage rates and then like check the first year curriculum and like look at those professors and like, you know, maybe ask some students how they felt if they had to learn everything for the bar exam again or if they felt they had a good grasp of yeah. things. After maybe you reach out to some alumni that are really recent, some yeah. first year associates and say, so how did you feel when you took the bar? Yeah, because I know like when after I'd taken the bar the first time, Several alumni that had, you know, graduated several years before were like, yeah, I didn't feel like I was prepared at all. I had to learn it all for the bar. And I was like, oh, wish I would have known that because that's multiple people telling me that. That's sketch. Anyway. Red flag. Yeah. So definitely do your due diligence if you are in that pace. But obviously some of us, we're already in law school. We're already deep in there. We're about to take the February bar. I'm sure you know that a lot of this is learning it over, I mean, maybe you have some some small grasp of the law, but the bar exam is very black letter. It's no cases like it was in law school. It just, they put it to you straight in a way. And sometimes you think, why didn't they teach me like this in law school? All right. So what did your daily bar prep schedule look like? And would you change anything about it looking back? So taking it three times, I feel like I've done every type of daily schedule (laughs) from waking up early to staying up really late. But in July, I, you know, I I was already an attorney in Oklahoma. I just kind of trusted my gut. I was tired of second guessing myself. So I just did and listened to what I needed to do. I knew I had to be there at the class. So that was really nice. I had that morning time set aside where I was learning the law, going over stuff, asking questions in the live course, which was cool. And then in the afternoon, it was my homework that I had to do, Right. I am notorious for trying to stay up late and work, and that's not beneficial for yourself. So I made sure in July to really stop. And I tried to give myself, you know, I don't want to say things to do, but I didn't go as hard as maybe I had gone in the past, um, which, you know, is it's so hard to judge like is that what I should do if I'm like listening to this right thing like that because it was my third time like my third time to go over this information um and what's crazy about this guys is that there was still stuff that clicked for the first time on my third time you know it wasn't until my third time that I really grasped how to answer a persuasive MPT like is that it not insane to say like you know um but i realized i didn't have to be scared of certain things that's getting off on a tangent but my schedule was very you know try to keep it like a job and give myself those breaks and time to really you know relax so talking about schedules someone's asking what was your schedule the last few weeks before the exam cuz you know sometimes people change things up the last few weeks did you Okay, so the course ended, meaning we had uh, we had gone over all the law with two or two and a half weeks to go. So what my goal was, this is actually like so juicy and I'm really glad to share this. My goal was to organize all subjects, you know, um, I, my essay only subjects and my full encompassing subjects and to go over them at least twice before the exam came again. Um, I did it by what I knew I was struggling with, you know? And when I did it, I went over essays, like it was my job. Um, I did 
multiple choice questions. You know, I, I had been so scared of things in the past from essays to multiple choice questions. Each time it was something different that this time I was like, screw this. I'm not going to, I'm going to have confidence in myself. I'm not, you know, I know I have to do this. It's kind of like burpees in a workout, you know, you have to do it to just do it. And I had been doing essays and multiple choice throughout. I knew what was my poor subjects, what I had been struggling with. Um, I also tried to do multiple timed essay setups. So I went through and it was the last few weeks. And in this last time, I was feeling really nervous about MPTs because I really hadn't given it as much as maybe in my mind, I felt like I needed to. So I, I've put in multiple MPT practices. I practiced a lot. And in the practice, I was able to review the law. I didn't just have to sit there and review outlines. I don't think that that was super helpful for me. And I don't really think it's super helpful in general. We'll be right back. Hey guys, we want to take a moment to talk about something that has been a game changer for us busy lawyers, Audible. Yes, Audible has been our go-to platform for incredible audiobooks, offering an extensive library of thrillers, nonfiction, autobiographies, and mysteries. And guess what? We've got a special treat for you. Audible is offering a free trial to our listeners, and all you need to do is check the link in the show notes. It's the perfect opportunity to experience the magic of audiobooks without spending a dime. Speaking of thrillers, I know you're currently hooked on Never Lie by Frida McFadden. Samantha, can you tell us a little bit about it? Absolutely. The twists and turns in Never Lie have kept me on the edge of my seat during the workday and even when I'm on my daily walks. It's like having a suspenseful companion wherever I go. And for those looking for some financial wisdom, I have been engrossed in My Money, My Way by Kamuku Love. It's packed with practical advice on managing finances, perfect for anyone trying to navigate the complexities of money management. What we love most is the flexibility Audible offers. As lawyers, our schedules can be unpredictable, but with Audible, we can enjoy our favorite books on the go, whether we're stuck in traffic, hitting the gym, or waiting for a court hearing. So if you're ready to embark on a literary journey and discover the joys of audiobooks, click the link in the show notes to start your free trial with Audible. Trust us, you won't want to miss out on this fantastic offer. So along with that, does that mean someone asks, like, did you make it through 75% of your bar prep material? I mean, it sounds like you went through all of the material that you were given more than once. So not even just like 75% or whatever. Okay. And I'm going to, I'm going to preface this because I feel like the person that's asking this probably just got their Barbary books and they're sitting on their front porch or on their table and they're looking like what the actual hell am I supposed to get through this 70 just tell me that's all I need to do okay first off I hate to say this but those big books that is not that's not bar exam is the biggest closed book test you've ever prepared for when you sit down and think I need to memorize it's possible to memorize that I'll go into memorization in a second, but it is possible to memorize everything, a majority of things, a lot of stuff, but that doesn't mean you can start on the two weeks before the bar exam. You have to start from the very, very beginning of your bar exam journey, class, course, whatever. So with that being said, you have to 
I just think it's really hard to look at all those books and think, how am I going to memorize all of this? So the key is to break the material down into smaller bits so that you can memorize it. And that's why I love JD Advising. This is not sponsored. sponsored. (laughs) I'm saying that it's not sponsored. We love them, but I love them because they told me from the beginning I had to memorize. It wasn't a. It wasn't a. You should maybe do this. No, it was like you have to do this. They gave me homework. They told me what I needed to do. It was. I know I keep going back to working out, but it was like I go to the gym. They tell me what to do. I get to leave, and it's over. That's how I treated July. And that's just such a stark difference from the first time we took it because we were, you know, told by our bar program like don't worry if you don't have it memorized until you know the first that wasn't even a conversation yeah it, it wasn't was even like, yeah was like, i remember being told like don't worry if you don't have it memorized at this point like it's fine but in reality like and then they were like use the two last weeks to memorize basically is what we were told and the time that we were both successful we did the complete opposite um and we started from the beginning exactly so I think that that's huge. And I think that the books that you get from JD Advising are so much smaller. So much. I mean, like, it's crazy, you guys. Um, the books fit in the box of like two of the Barbary books or two of the Themis books, right? So it's so much more like you can tell yourself, I can memorize this. Like you can believe in yourself to do that. And I feel like when you get those other books, it's so hard to like believe that you can do that. Does that make sense? No, yeah, I totally agree. I just actually threw – I'm moving right now. So we actually just threw out, like, all of our big bar books. And I was like, oh, God. like These are great doorstops. Like, they're huge, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I, I, if anyone out there is looking at their books or wondering, like, Haley, Sam, do I have to do 75%? Like, okay, first off, let that mentality go and just focus on memorization from the beginning and then – everything will go. Don't be looking at the percentage. Don't be harping on that. It's about you trusting yourself and starting from the beginning and leaning into your strengths and what works for you. Did you take any days off while studying? I sure did. So my birthday is in the summer and I had you and your hubby come up and we had just such a great time. We went out on a boat and enjoyed it. And then also like, what's so funny is I had probably one of my best birthdays during this experience. Um, I think it was great to just really let loose and take the weekend off fully. I remember talking with my tutor and planning that stuff out, you know, and, and trusting myself that it was going to be okay. And that I didn't, that I was actually doing worse to myself by, thinking about the bar when I needed to be recovering. So yes, I took time off. Um, I didn't take time off though, really in July or as it got really close, like, no, but in like the beginning, like May and June, I took some weekends off. I took some time off, but also remember guys, I wasn't working like 12 hours a day every single day. So there was still some rest time in there as well. Did you use flashcards this past time? No. Did you use actually that any other time? It's like starting to blend together. There were many times I wrote stuff out and I tried to use it to memorize, especially certain little things like civil procedure or 
just little topics that I knew for multiple choice questions that were like really getting me. Um, but I didn't use it like so vigorously that it was one of my tried and true ways to study. No, I didn't. Anytime. Okay. Um, someone's asking, what's the best way to increase your MEE scores? And I guess a preface for this is like, did you, was that something that you had to increase on your bar exam or was it the MBE that you struggled with or was it the MPT or was it, you know, like maybe break that down for us? Yeah, no, for sure. So on the last time I took it, I did not get a score breakdown. So I really don't know what I made on my essays, but um, in Texas, they do give you a breakdown of like what your scores were for each essay and so on. I, when I say I missed it by literally one or two points, I literally did. So when I looked at my essays from February, there were multiple high scores, but it's, you know, maybe you'll hear in law school where they'll be like, well, you can make, you know, two twos and still pass, right? Something like that. Or you can make a three on the MPT and a four on the MPT and still pass. I was literally the person who didn't, right? Like I was, you know, those one points or two points on the line that either like 50% of you do pass. Like I was the part that didn't. So overall, I think I was just like, screw this. I'm just going to try to increase on everything. I know what I struggle with. And to be honest, I didn't feel like essays were what I struggled with. It's knowing the law. That's what I struggle with. I, I knew that these people who write the bar exam are so conniving, it feels like, that they're sneaking in these secret subjects that, you know, if you use JD advising, you see that certain highly tested topics and things like that. And I realized, okay, I need to focus on everything. What do I not know? Because, you know, for secure transactions, that was one of the last subjects that I reviewed again before the bar exam because I felt comfortable with it. But when it came to wills and trusts or family law or property, you know, these were the subjects that I went through multiple, I mean, all different years of essays looking at the different types of ways that they could test it. So ways to increase your MEE score is by looking at essays, doing essays. It doesn't even mean sitting there and doing the whole 30 minutes. It means reading the issue and seeing, can I spot the issue? Can I basically give you a fifth grade version of the law. And am I right? When I flip the page, is it right? You know? Um, oh God, I feel like there's so much to say about MEEs because I, you know, if you're using a big box bar program, that's just what we're going to call it now. They don't always give you the easy, you know, there's a lot of mirage behind like, is this a real essay? Is it not a real essay? Is this a real grade sheet? So put all that aside either use JD advising or go to the bar exam people. I can't even, the NCBE mm -hmm. and they sell the bar exam previous essays and they sell it in huge packs where you can buy like all these years, same with MPTs. And then you don't have to question like, is this a real fact sheet? Or is this a real point sheet? You can just go through and look, okay, check, 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 done. And honestly, guys, as you go through these essays, as you go through this process, and I'm saying this as it took me three times, you know, I told you some things just clicked at the end. Like I was realizing, okay, okay. Yeah. I see this. I understand how to write this um, and what they're looking for. And I think 
the very first time I was taking it, I was so freaking discouraged about how many times they were tricking me on the MEEs that I think by the time I got to the essays and everything for the first time, um, I was scared, you know, and I, I don't know a way to prevent that. I don't know a way to fix that. I just know that over time and using different programs, it did change for me and I did increase my MEE score. And I really think this last time, I think I got all fives, you know, and I think because my score was just so high. Um, and, and, you know, again, the last time though, I didn't just focus on MEE increase. I focused on everything. It was just my intention to try and blow it out of the park, get everything as high as I could. Um, so yeah. Did you do anything to mentally decompress between days of testing or just sleep? Oh, between days of testing? I mean, all. <laughs> okay, third time. I know how this goes, right? I know how this goes, baby. I know that the MPT day is like lightning speed fast. You were just like word vomit as quick as you freaking can. And then you're just like, thank God that's over. And then you're about to just have to do it another, again, an hour, an hour and a half. So I had a hotel room at, I mean, in this last time I took it in the city area that I live in, but I still got a hotel room there. And mostly it was for the lunch period so that I could go into my room and rest and like lay down, let my body rest. Um, turn on the TV, watch, like get my mind off of it. Because I feel like also after you sit through it, all you can think about is like, Oh my God, did I fuck this up? Did I do this, do this? And I want to say something about this MPT. Um, I can share this, these details because you can go look it up on NCB now, but one of them was a letter and I was feeling so excited and like, yes, yes, yes. Like, and I get up to the room and I realized I didn't sign my name on this said letter. And anyone who sat does their MPTs knows like there's something you can't forget to do. And I was freaking out. And I knew at that point I was like, okay, you have to leave that in the room. You have to let it go because now like that's only a tiny portion of this and you have to keep going to do the next part. So I definitely try to decompress. It's really hard to do that because your mind's just racing and thinking about the bar exam the whole time. But I do recommend having that space. And I even did a late checkout the next day so that I could still have my lunchtime in the room and decompress for the multiple choice day. All right. Last question. This one's a loaded one. Uh oh. <laughs> is it as bad as it seems? It it okay. It is loaded. You weren't kidding. I mean, my first. I, I I hope that I convey this message as I'm telling you the story. That the first time I took it, I was an infant baby shell of a human, left bawling my eyes out. That's the one exam we both sat for. Um, and I'm so happy that we were there together because I don't know like, like what it would have been like if I was alone. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then I knew what to expect. So then at the next time, I'm still nervous. I'm still scared. I don't know if I can do it. Everyone's saying like, you were so close last time. You know, can I, can, am I going to get a lesser score? Right. Um, and I think that that anxiety ate at me again, mm -hmm. you know, um, I also had to take it in a different city and there was just a lot of things, right? Mm -hmm. But then when I sat for my last time, I thought, 
you know what? I did it last time. I got a better score last time. I can get a better score this time. Um, I was less scared. And I mean, let's be honest. Every time you see a monster, you get less scared of the monster, right? Um, I don't wish that any of you have to sit through this multiple times to not be scared. So I hope and pray for all of you that you can listen to our journey and know it's not as scary as it seems and that it's doable. And don't focus and be scared. You know, I've said this many times, like, oh my God, I'm going to fall. I'm going to fail. I'm going to fail. I'm going to fail. I'm going to fail. No, you can't have that mentality. You have to. And it's so much easier said than done, obviously. But having that mentality of, you know, I can do this. I'm meant to be here. I'm supposed to be an attorney. That really helps you, you know, get past the fear of not passing because really that's what you're scared of. You're scared of what's going to happen if you fail and people fail every day. And trust me, it builds confidence. It makes you a stronger person and whatever's supposed to happen will happen. And you know, you're going to look back and be like, what was I even scared of? Cause that my friends is exactly what I think today. <laughs> I totally agree. As it like, literally I was talking to John, I was like, it's been a year basically since I took the bar exam for the last time. And it's like, I, I mean, I felt so different back then about it than I do like a year later, right? A year later, I'm like, okay, like, yeah, it was bad, but like, okay, I did it. Like, you know, it's doable. In the moment, it sucks. We all know that. Yeah. And even the aftermath, right? Like waiting for your score, like it's not the best feeling. So we're there for you, for you guys that are about to take Absolutely. the bar exam. If you have any more questions, like obviously reach out. Our Instagram is the ladies who law podcast um yeah reach out if you want to talk more to Haley um about you know specific things that she did or if you won't have questions about JD advising we also have like a few episodes if you go back with the founders of JD advising um so yeah absolutely and like Samantha said we're here for you guys in spirit we're sending you hugs, prayers, love, all the things that I know that you need to get through this exam. If you're sitting for the February exam, this might not be your first time. And I encourage you to trust yourself. Give yourself a pat on the back. You know, if you don't, listen, if you don't have it all memorized now and you're about to sit for the exam, it's not the end of the world. Just take a deep breath and remember everything happens for a reason. You know, I think I wouldn't be the person I am today without this experience, obviously, but I wouldn't have the confidence that I have and the confidence in the fact that I feel like now I, if I tell myself I'm going to do something, I can do it. Whether it takes me three times or a year and a half to do it, I'll do it. So I'm giving all that inspiration to you guys in love and ugh, just wishing you the best of luck. All right, guys, we love you. And, you know, yeah, we'll be in touch. Talk to you guys next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.